In this episode of Quakers Today, we ask, what are your thoughts and feelings about virtual online worship communities? Writer Linda Sager talks about the essential work of centering into quiet as part of her regular writing process. Being able to center allows you to go to the computer to start that process without being in a frenetic, desperate state. And Jerome shares with us the success of creating and maintaining a sacred online gathering. We've been astonished to discover that this profound practice works not despite, but because of its online framework. And Anita Bushell talks about the many ways she believes Zoom fails to provide the connections Quakers need. I would argue that I'm not a Zoom hater. I look at Zoom in the way that certain individuals might look at their vegetables. I'm Peter Santoscano. This is the fifth episode of Quakers Today podcast, a project of Friends Publishing Corporation. The first season of Quakers Today is sponsored by Quaker Voluntary Service. And Jerome is a member of a spiritually significant online community. She writes about her experiences in the Friends Journal article, We Listen as God Listens, Cultivating Sacred Space Online. She agreed to read excerpts from her article. Video conferencing is testimony to the fact that Friends practice is dependable, always and everywhere. The Faithful Friends process went like this. There's a pandemic starting, and it's going to be challenging in unprecedented ways. I'll need a new kind of spiritual support, something perhaps with the constancy of a spiritual nurture group and the exploratory quality of worship sharing, but with more spiritual intimacy and in a format that can reach across long distances. It should capture the pandemic's opportunity to foster spiritual growth. The result shaped for nearly three years by a series of loving hands and hearts, is an ongoing practice that has become an essential spiritual discipline for many friends. We've been calling it deep listening, or in the words of my predecessor as convener, small groups to speak and listen deeply. It has some familiar characteristics, but those who attend agree that it's a new and distinct form. Ironically, meeting from a distance brings us closer together. We get closer to each other's faces than we would if we were together in person, and when we're moved to show each other something, we may even virtually tour each other's homes. What we have learned, those who've been meeting in this practice for years now, is that deliberate, focused listening invites love in. The practice itself is very simple. As convener, I create a query each week, and a day before our meeting, I send it to an email list of about 60 friends. At our weekly meeting time, friends gather in an online video conference for a little over an hour. We have 10 minutes of waiting worship, a half hour of sharing about the query in pairs or groups of three or four, 15 or 20 minutes of reflection with all those present, and a few minutes of worship to close. The format is similar to worship sharing, What distinguishes it as unique is a handful of elements. One is the nature of the queries, which are written to be especially deeply searching and broadly welcoming. Another is that relatively little direction is given. The queries stand alone without advices or accompanying texts. The sacred space we've created 
extends into the breakout rooms. Moving between the whole group and smaller ones creates the space for deep connection within a wider community, and randomly composing the small groups allows friends to experience this intimacy with different people each week. We gravitate naturally to customs familiar in worship sharing. Each person speaks once before anyone speaks twice. We use time equitably. We speak from our own experience and hold others' sharing in confidence. We receive without judging, correcting, or offering assistance. Most importantly, we set aside the habits of secular conversation. When we return to the whole group to reflect on our experiences in the breakout rooms, friends often express awe. People report breakthroughs to new spiritual understanding even when they had expected to have nothing to say about the query for the day. We find, too, that cultivating these sensations for an hour a week makes them more available to us the rest of the time. One friend, whose goal is to live in a prayerful, worshipful, truthful state, finds this a gymnasium to train toward that end. One significant factor in such results is the presence of many deeply faithful and experienced friends who cultivate and model the quality of listening that has always been central to friends' practice. Since a different group attends each week, we're evoking the principle and sensation of community rather than creating a community in the way that, for example, monthly meetings do. We've been astonished to discover that this profound practice works not despite but because of its online framework. In this new custom, which has grown from old ones, new technology combines with methods that have always been at the heart of friends' practice to reconnect us with the power of profound listening. Jerome reading excerpts from her article, We Listen as God Listens, Cultivating Sacred Space Online. It's available in the March 2023 issue of Friends Journal. You can hear a recording of Anne reading the entire article, or you can read it for yourself at friendsjournal.org. we hear from someone who has a very different opinion about building Quaker community on Zoom. Anita Bushell will talk about the false promises of virtual meetings. But first, during the pandemic, Linda Sager spent a lot of time on Zoom connecting with friends around the world. Zoom worship grounded her spiritually. And as a writer, she practices personal quiet contemplation in order to tap into the creative artistic process. I live in the mountains of Colorado, about five or eight miles from Colorado Springs. And I'm actually what I call a Quaker at large now, which means I am taking advantage of the Zoom meetings that are all over the world. I go to Portland, Oregon. I go to Cambridge, Massachusetts, sometimes to New Zealand on Saturday afternoons. And I'm finding that a very, very rich experience. 
partly because my next book is going to be about Quakers. When we start getting ready to write, being able to center allows you to go to the computer or to start that process without being in a frenetic, desperate state. And I find that that intersection is very close to Quakerism. And I think also that sense of being called to do your art, whatever that art form is. I usually start with the writing with some quiet time, just say, you know, God, this is, this is the next step. So be with me and let your spirit be with me. In the beginning of Genesis, it says the spirit of God hovered over the deep. And the correct translation seems to be the word hover rather than move. And I got to thinking, I thought, that's what Quakers do. We hover. We hover before we speak. And that's what the artist can do is before you go over to the easel, before you go to the computer, just sit there and hover for a minute. One person described it as the diver on the board before they dive in, that they have that moment of anticipation. Nobody makes us do our art. It's very rare for anyone to say, I will make you paint that picture or write that novel or do what that is. So we have to have joy, not just in the result. We have to have joy in the process. And whatever we have to do to create the joy in the midst of the discipline, I think that becomes just as important as creating the peace. was Linda Sager and an excerpt from the Quaker Speak video, Quakerism, Creativity, and the Artistic Process. You will find the full video and other Quaker Speak videos at the Quaker Speak channel on YouTube or visit quakerspeak.com. While Linda and Anne point to Zoom meetings as a meaningful way to connect with others in a faith community, one writer in Brooklyn, New York, has no love for online video worship spaces. Anita Bushell outlines her discontent in her article, Zoom spells doom and gloom, the false promise of virtual meetings. She shares some of her thoughts with us and excerpts from the article. Too much technology makes me feel awful. I become disconnected, distracted, and disproportionately not present. I look at Zoom in the way that certain individuals might look at their vegetables. I'm not one of them because I love my veggies. But I think that idea that you have to have certain things in your life because they're good for you, quote unquote, or maybe they're helpful to you, that you have to put up with them. During the pandemic, I was as so many of us were incredibly grateful to have this available to me so that we could stay connected. So I could continue to teach, I could continue to work. And I understand, and I'm taking into account that Zoom has provided an avenue for those who might be immunocompromised, those who can't get out of their houses, those who have health issues, 
However, in relying upon Zoom, we lose the many benefits of worshiping in person. The quiet or not so quiet of an urban meeting trying to center amid the hubbub, eye contact over a cup of coffee during fellowship hour, the warm facial expressions exchanged in a conversation in the parking lot, the impromptu opportunities for eldering, the modeled behavior of sitting quietly in worship, in short, the live human connection. For these reasons, a live meeting where one is possible will always be more gratifying to me. When we are present, fully 100% present with each other in person, we are not doing anything else. I think that social skills and social interactions always excite me. It's very much that David Brooks quote that I mentioned in the article about social capital. Just those little interactions that we have on a daily basis when we go out of the house that I think really fuel us. They make us feel human. They make us feel better about being in our communities, being in the town square, as it were. So that's why it will always be my first choice. That was writer Anita Bushell reading her article, Zoom Spells Doom and Gloom, The False Promise of Virtual Meetings. It's available in the March 2023 issue of Friends Journal, or read it at friendsjournal.org. You can find a link to Anita and our other guests, along with a full transcript of this episode, at quakerstoday.org. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Quakers Today. Our podcast is written and produced by me, Peterson Toscano. I receive assistance and input from the Friends Journal staff. Gabe, Gail, Martin, Ron, and Rebecca. Thank you so much. Music on today's show comes from Epidemic Sound. Season one of Quakers Today is sponsored by Quaker Voluntary Service. Are you between 21 to 30 years old? Are you looking for community and purpose-driven work? Consider applying to QVS, a year-long fellowship for young adults. Fellows work at nonprofits while building community and exploring Quakerism. Visit QuakerVoluntaryService.org and follow QVS on Instagram at Quaker Voluntary Service. If you have a comment or suggestion for our show, or you just want to say hi, you can email me podcast at friendsjournal.org. That's podcast at friendsjournal.org. If you stick around after the closing, you will hear from listeners who share their opinions and experiences with virtual online worship communities. Thank you, friend. I look forward to spending more time with you soon.
Now, in a moment, you're going to hear listeners' voicemails about online communities and worship. But first, let me share with you next month's question. I hope lots of you call in for this one. Here's the question. What is a daily practice that clears your head and steadies you for the day? What is a daily practice that clears your head and steadies you for the day? Leave a voice memo with your name and the town where you live. The number to call is 317-QUAKERS. That's 317-782-5377. 317-QUAKERS. Plus one if calling from outside the USA. You can also send an email. I have these contact details in our show notes over at quakerstoday.org. Now we hear answers to the question. What are your thoughts and feelings about virtual online worship communities? Hi, my name is Amy Richards, and I am from the Southeast Yearly Meeting. I am someone who came to Quakers um, to friends during the pandemic. So my experience with online has been a true and amazing blessing because I am disabled. And of course, with COVID and the restrictions that were there, this was my one and only way to be able to be exposed to friends. And the joy and blessing of sitting and various meetings, uh, very specifically Treasure Coast Worship Group, I've spent the most time with, but it has been an enormous blessing. The patience, love, care, concern, the worship experience has been extraordinary. The movement of spirit and the healing that it brought to me as a person who is mixed heritage, I'm every race, and I am indigenous as well. And the strength that it gave to me to heal, to use my voice, including this message, has been just an amazing process that I can now attend other things uh, to support the First Nations specifically and language classes online and other ways of supporting First Nations that I wouldn't have had the courage before all the love and support that was given to me by the groups that I've been able to be a part of. So very, very grateful for the groundbreaking efforts for for friends who have had the courage to speak out and venture out into technology as we all did during that time period. Many, many thanks, most specifically to Treasure Coast Worship Group, but also I had time spent with Pendle Hill as well. And that was an amazing experience to have that and a lot of different um, classes that were put forward by Southeast Yearly Meeting. And, of course, attending business meetings, which I think might be a humorous statement to say that that's a blessing, but it has been. I just to be able to see Quaker process, friends process, and dealing with challenges and issues and ideas that come up has taught me so very much that I would not have known had I not had this virtual experience. So for me, it has been absolutely wings um, and freedom for me to be able to experience this time and to sit with, with friends as a whole. Hey, my name is Chelsea May, and I live in Benton Harbor, Michigan, but attend a meeting in Kalamazoo, Michigan with the Kalamazoo Friends Meeting. You know, virtual meetings have been so important for me. I am new to the Quaker faith. I grew up Presbyterian, so I guess this kind of goes to the last question as well. I recently started attending Quaker meetings in the past, I think, 
two years now. And when I was living in Missouri, I was two hours away from the closest meeting of friends in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And, you know, it was worth it. I would drive there at least once a month. But the virtual meetings made a huge difference for me. And now I live in Benton Harbor, and the closest meeting is in South Bend, but I work in Kalamazoo, so it feels more right to attend a meeting there for me because that feels like a closer community. And that's about an hour away from me. So some days, especially when it's snowy, I just, I can't drive there. It's not safe. Or, you know, I commute every day, and so sometimes I just really don't want to drive. And those are the days where I'm so thankful for virtual meetings. I get to snuggle up with my dog or my cat. Uh, both, not yet both, but I get to snuggle up with them and be present with them, but also with God and with my meeting uh, all at the same time. That's such a beautiful thing. It has been so important to my faith, my connection with God and community. I'm originally from Texas, and I am I have been struggling since graduating in 2020 from seminary. I have been struggling with finding community outside of my relationship with my spouse. It is so hard to make friends as an adult, and this has been absolutely vital for me. I have remained in contact with seminary friends and friends from high school and college and all of these places because of virtual meetings, and it has become way more important than I ever thought it would. So I, I need it. I need it for connection. It's important. Thank you.